But Dustin, I don't need, I don't need a partner. I don't need, I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chick Foley Show. I don't know why I'm talking like this. It's the Hot Take Kid. I'm in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios, and uh, we are coming off the heels of the first AEW pay-per-view, and possibly one of the worst episodes of Raw ever, and uh, I have Sheena Phelps on the line from live from Bowling Green. Sheena Phelps, what's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot. We have moved from the Hillbilly Gym studio. Now we are in the Jerry the King Sadler studio up here at my dad's house. So, um, yeah, we are doing a lot of moving and shaking these days, trying to get in, visiting all the families. But other than that, life is pretty good. (laughs) We've got a pretty jam-packed show. As I touched on in the beginning, as you heard in the beginning, we are going to uh, recap uh, AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view from last Saturday. We'll get into uh, some news as far as uh, Sheena and uh, I are concerned here. And um, we'll get into Raw and SmackDown and and preview TakeOver uh, that's coming up this weekend. And I had one of my awesome Twitter followers, you can follow us on Twitter at Chick Foley Show, was like, why the hell is there a TakeOver this weekend? There's no WWE pay-per-view. And I said, shut the hell up. In a polite way, I said, you know, it's like, that's like asking, I only ordered two scoops of ice cream and you're giving me three scoops. Like, this is the best thing we have right now, guys, okay? We can't watch Raw or SmackDown anymore. So they're going to give us a random takeover. Uh, I'll I'll take it, you know, Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be fire. There's, you know, five good matches on it. It's it's pretty jam packed. And -hmm. we'll get to that a little bit later on. But uh, Sheena, you announced some uh, pretty interesting news over the last week or so. Yeah, yeah. This week we announced that the you know the Chick Fil A fam um, and the Babyface is getting a new tag team partner. We're adding to our faction. Um, we have a new member of the family due in December, Christmas Eve, baby. Like, oh, you know, nice. I, didn't I know, that. know. Yeah, cool. Christmas Eve is the due date, which is totally cool. But here I am, like you know, I always envision myself having like a Halloween baby, and here I am getting like a Christmas baby. I'm like, what the hell? And, you know. So, um, but it's pretty cool. I uh, we're, we're both excited and our families are excited and it was cool to get to come home and like tell them and then obviously you know announce it on social media so thank thank you guys so much like you guys were like like the outpouring of love and support on the chick Foley page with our announcement was like so awesome you guys made our day I tried to respond to as many people as I could but like you guys were you know just really really showing the love so thank you guys so much for that congratulations Sheena and Seth I love you guys and Thanks, uh, I think I'm going to add a new uh, new tier to the Patreon page. For $500 a month, you can name the unborn Phelps baby. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I can't do that. That's Obviously. awesome. No, we, we got a lot of suggestions for Owen, obviously. Um, so that was pretty funny to see people like, oh, 
you got to name it Owen. You got to name it Owen, you know, because we already have we already have our little Brett. So um, I was like, I think that might be taking our markdom just a bridge too far. Yeah, you know, I, I thought like, about it. that's a cool name. But yeah, it would be oh, Owen of... is a Owen is a great name. You yeah. know, Owen is a great name on its own. Like, I, I, I love it, you know, but I'm like, if we had a Brett and an Owen, like, I think I would just be like, oh, my God, like, I would almost be embarrassed to like tell anybody that <laughs> was not like a hardcore wrestling nerd. Oh, where'd you get those names? Yeah, that's the first thing people ask. Some old, yes. some old lady at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. It's a famous wrestling family from Canada. <laughs> yeah. You guys can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. Again, uh, it's uh, at Chick Foley Show on Twitter, and uh, the email is askchickfoley at gmail dot com. And um, yeah, so let's get into what we saw on Raw uh, before and before we get too far. Uh, thoughts on Raw or SmackDown? I don't want to spend too, too much time, but, uh, you know, as much as Ooh. AEW kind of sent a buzz around the wrestling world, uh, Raw and SmackDown did not do too much to excite anyone. Yeah, you know, um, it was really, really disappointing. Um, you know, I mean, holiday episodes of of the show are not typically great anyway. You know, you had the Memorial day thing and all of that, but like, this was just like, it was just like, they literally put no thought into it at all. And that's such, it's such a, it boggles my mind because like you said, especially coming off of, you know, double or nothing where double or nothing was legitimately like taking shots at WWE and doing those types of things. Um, that WWE would just come out and like, you know, kind of be like, we, you said it before the show, just kind of like lay a wet fart on television, you know? And it was not good, Phil. It was not good. They couldn't even go three hours without even mentioning AEW. And there, there's nothing to promote right now because you're not even really having to promote this Saudi Arabia show. It's been sold out. It's, it's all across the world. Right. So, so why not do three hours of just badass wrestling? Like why not start off the show with wrestling? And just somebody counted it on Twitter, and I think it was the first hour had no wrestling matches. So really, I didn't even. I wasn't obviously. I wasn't even paying attention to that. But well, um, how yeah, can you? Wow. Yeah. I mean, after people are so excited for AEW, they're confiscating signs and shit in the crowd. And my, I tweeted out, I forgot, this was earlier in the day on Monday, that the, the one thing you can't do is acknowledge AEW at all. And they couldn't even go three fucking hours without Sami yeah. Zayn Zane bringing up. None of the people in the crowd even asked him a question about AEW. So the minute you say AEW, there's going to be 100 people, 200 people, 1,000 people that were like, what? What's AEW? And they fucking yeah. Google it right away. And exactly. then they go and watch Double or Nothing and say, oh, this is better than the shit you just put on TV. Yeah, I would, you know, that was my thoughts exactly. You know, like, I'm not worried. Like, you know, a lot of people have come on and said that, you know, um, AEW is a competitor and they're going to put, you know, WWE out of business. And, you know, I'm not there yet. Like, I, I, I don't believe that at all at the moment. You know what I mean? Like I, I, they haven't shown me anything like it's unproven. WWE is, is battle tested. I mean, they've had, you know, peaks and valleys before. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not of the camp that's like, Oh, AEW is going to take down WWE. However, I don't think that they should be mentioning (coughs) AEW on national television, right? Where, where, you said 
the hardcore fans um, are a very small percentage. They're the they're the niche minority, right? So now you've exposed AEW to a national audience, right? Like a national audience that's watching USA, not TNT, right? Like maybe they're not watching TNT. They only watch USA, but now they know. So now they're going to Google and they're going to see AEW has this TNT deal. They're going to start, you know, checking in and seeing what it's about. Maybe they'll watch Double or Nothing. Um, and yeah, you've really kind of like pushed a little, pushed some people over there, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, what's, what does it accomplish by saying their name? I mean, the people, like I said, the people in the crowd, that would, that, I would think that would have been when they announced that electric chair skit, which was awful in the first place and made zero sense. Why does he have to be in a, an actual electric chair on, in the ring? But I, I yeah. thought, okay, the first person that asked a question is going to say something about AEW. There's, there's no way, because none of that was scripted. Those people, like, they all worked at Waffle House, everyone that they talked to, <laughs> um, including the little girl. But uh, she was probably the smartest one of all of them. But it was it was hard to watch. And it was also like, okay, none of these people are even saying AEW. So obviously none of these people have saw the show. It was, you know, right, right. So that should give you an indication that they're not as big as that you'd think they were. But for them to mention it, 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 just, it was just a stupid move. And... I guess yeah. we, we can get there, – there isn't too much I want to talk about from Raw or SmackDown, but I, I, I do think this was a great week because there's, there's really – there's no pay-per-views that are coming up really closely besides the Saudi, the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah. They could have just made this a badass week of wrestling. And the couple yeah. matches that we did get, uh, the Ricochet-Cesaro thing was great. I mean, you could, you could make a three-hour show with just badass wrestling and people would be and fine just, and just take yeah. a week off from storylines. Take a week yeah. off. Well, I mean, even not even take a week off from storylines, maybe try to like actually do something that will further storylines or create new storylines, right? Like, I mean, we had this whole now like you're Dolph. Greedy here. Now yeah, you're that's greedy. that's true. <laughs> now we have this new, you know, we have like Dolph and Kofi, which is kicking off, which I think is kind of cool. Like, I'm I'm excited for that. I love I love me some Dolph, you know. But like, they spent so much time on Brock, um, which let me let me just say, um, this is the most excited that I've seen Brock about WWE in a very, very long time. So that does excite me. I know all the criticisms out there and I know all the heat out there about him, you know, being a part-timer, not giving a shit about the WWE, not giving a shit about the WWE universe. I get all of that, right? Like, you know, just freaking holding raw the universal title captive. Like I get all of that and I completely empathize with all those sentiments. But um it was exciting to see Brock like come out and like have fun and like kind of like let loose a little bit and not just be like standing there, you know, like with his old boombox gimmick and the Brock party and all of that. It's corny. It's campy. We know that, right? Like we're, we can acknowledge that, but I still like, I still kind of enjoy it. Like I still enjoy seeing Brock Lesnar kind of in this, in this light. How about you? Yeah, I do too. I think it's something different for him and it's, it brings a little bit of a, different twist on the the briefcase i like how he didn't know that it, it was a year that he had to cash it in that was pretty cool yeah which he probably did but i mean he plays it off that like he doesn't really know anything about wrestling so um, yeah I, I like him having the briefcase i hope it's not a cash in at, at the saudi show hopefully they kind of milk it for a little bit and uh i don't know what they'll do with him i mean after he, he loses it or i mean i don't know I, if we're gonna see another title reign from him but that's kind of the fun part we don't know what's gonna can't. happen it cannot be another failed cash-in. This cannot be the third year in a row that there is a failed cash-in. So my money is on Brock that he legitimately cashes in and and gets whatever title he cashes in for, whether that's the heavyweight title or the, the universal title. Um, 
But my my thoughts are the best way to capitalize on this um, for WWE would be for him to cash in on the first episode of SmackDown Live in October on Fox, right? Like, what better way to kick off your new show um, than to have this happen, like this big, exciting thing, like Brock finally cashes in. We have several months to kind of, like, build it up, and maybe Brock can, like, go away for a little bit. I mean, we know he's a part-timer, so we don't need to see him every week, right? I would like for it to be a surprise when he actually does show up and cash in. Instead of, like, seeing him every week, like, oh, Brock might cash in. Like, watch your back. I think it would be cool. Like, like him leaving with the Money in the Bank briefcase is something that I could get on board with him, like, only showing up every once in a while with. Versus, like, him only showing up every once in a while with an actual title, right? Yeah, I like the idea of them building up this building and building and building that he's going to cash in on Seth and, you know, and you're just waiting for it to happen, and maybe he tries a couple times and comes to the ring, and Seth likes you know squirms away or something, and then have him cash in on Kofi out out of the blue on that like you said on that first episode of SmackDown to be awesome, and it would put him on a different brand, put him on the, on a bigger platform on Fox, mm-hmm. get him exactly. on on a new show that he hasn't been on in I don't know how long, and uh, that would be cool. I, I wouldn't yeah. mind that. And they want, they want, Fox wants big stars and they want a more sport like product. So, what way to do that than to give them a huge star and a legitimate, you know, athlete, you know, a, a like legitimate fighter? Um, so, I think that would be, honestly, that would be the best, the best possible scenario. All right, let's get into Double or Nothing before, uh, for too long here i do want to give a shout out to our friends over at collar and elbow we've been talking about their stuff they had an awesome memorial day sale a buy two get one free that i picked up a couple shirts uh and then we got their website wrong the other day it's actually collar and elbow brand.com i thought there was an x in there there's an x in their logo but not in their actual website but they do some really cool stuff on social media on instagram they're always posting some some awesome uh, stuff and models and stuff in their shirts, but it's collarandelbowbrand.com. It's led by uh, former WWE superstar Al Snow, and they have some really cool stuff. And uh, I can attest their shirts are super soft. And uh, a, super a, soft. a larger friend of mine was also commenting that, like, double X's sometimes, I'm a big guy, double X's will fit perfectly. I'll wash them, and then they'll be a little bit, like, just a tiny bit too tight. But these shirts are, like, they don't shrink in the wash. They're just a perfect size. I definitely recommend them uh, for any shape uh, person, but uh, also for, mostly for the husky gentlemen. They're they're uh, definitely definitely a good fit. So, for sure, for sure. So, what were your overall thoughts? Okay, let's we're just gonna jump right into into double or nothing. For those of you who don't know, AEW did their first um, you know huge event uh, as a company. They put on a pay per view event, double or nothing, um, and. We we watched it. It was this past it was this past Saturday. So um, Phil and I were both watching live, and I want to get his. Obviously, we were kind of communicating back and forth, but I would like to get his overall thoughts on the show and see see what he thought. Well, I, we lost about thirty followers on Twitter because people didn't seem to like my critique <laughs> of the show, even though I critique the WWE product every single week. So I wasn't doing anything I don't already do. Oh yeah, um, people were touching. People yeah, were people very were touchy. in their it was feelings for sure. Yet. Yeah. It's happening on Instagram too. I I don't think I've had that much in, in interaction on Instagram in a very very long time. Uh, I will watch the show. I will see. I will continue to watch AEW. I am not done with the product, but I was overall disappointed. I was expecting. I I was probably like the majority of people. I've never seen a lot of these guys wrestle. I've never watched Being the Elite on YouTube. Uh, I don't watch uh, New Japan. I'm coming into this fresh. 
brand new, and I was promised that this was going to be revolutionary. Everyone was talking about how this was going to kill the WWE and blah, 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 blah. There was some gr- good wrestling on this show, but overall, it, it, it was a disappointment to me. I don't know if my hopes were just too, too, too high. Um, I'm going to go through some of the positives, Sheena, uh, but I want to hear your overall thoughts on the show before that. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think there's a, f- a few ways to look at it, depending on what type of wrestling fan you are. Like you said, I mean, you are way more familiar with, you know, like especially like old school WWE and, you know, obviously the, the modern product um, of WWE. So, like, this is a totally different animal, you know, and I feel like people who are um, – they're predominantly exposed to WWE. Like it, it, it is a little bit harder for you to digest this type of wrestling, right? And not necessarily the wrestling, but just like the environment. You know, we're used to that highly um, over, like overproduced, like tons of production value, lights and screens and like all of this stuff, right? And just like all of these super elaborate kind of convoluted storylines. And sometimes when you you view a show like this and it doesn't have that. It's like it's like there's this like dissonance in your brain where you're like, wait a minute, what am I seeing? Like I'm seeing wrestling, but it's not what I'm used to. And it can really it can leave a bad taste in your mouth. And I don't judge anyone for saying that they didn't like the show. Right. I mean, like you said, you're, you're open minded. You're not giving up on AEW. You, you, you understood that there were good matches on the card, but just overall as a show, you didn't it didn't live up to the hype for you. Right. And I feel like um by saying that so many people like like you said got in their feelings like cuz they were they my opinion is that so many people are so thirsty for something new besides WWE they are going to defend it vehemently no matter what like aid I feel like double or nothing could have and I didn't I don't think the show sucked at all I don't think it sucked um but the show could have sucked and I still feel like people would be defending it tooth and nail just because it's something that's anti WWE you know what I mean? Like those people, like it it wouldn't matter what it was. Like it could have been anything. And they're going to be like, Oh my God, it was amazing. You're just an idiot because you don't understand, or you're a WWE mark or you're just a WWE shill. Um, and like, it wouldn't have mattered whether the show sucked or not. Now my overall thoughts on the show, the, it, to me, it started off a little slow. You know, I, I am not familiar with a ton of these, you know, people obviously like, you know, I know all the guys, like, you know, all the, the, the heavy hitters, right? Like I knew a lot of people in the battle Royal. I knew all the guys at the end of the card. Um, but the, the, a lot of those guys I wasn't super familiar with and those matches didn't have any stakes. We did, we did a Patreon episode on this recently. Like those matches didn't have any stakes, which to me, like if you're putting on your first ever show, I feel like you should set some sort of precedent, right? Like put some titles on people. Like put some stakes on these matches, right? Like I, I you had the battle Royal, you know, to crown or to um, put one competitor in the match against, you know, uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, whoever won that match to crown the first AEW champion. Why not have that match? On, on Double or Nothing, right? Yeah, that, the- that match should not have been on the pre-show. There was too many guys in that match, and there was some weird-ass shit in that match. First off, <laughs> the rules the rules for that match were fucking awful. Whatever they were, five <laughs> people came in. Every three minutes, five more people came in. It, it was stupid. So the stupidest, just do a normal Battle Royal or do a Royal <laughs> Rumble or something. It was awful. But there, there was five or six or seven guys in this match. 
that could all go that are all going to be probably the future of this company uh, between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I liked him a lot. Joey Janela, yeah. Brian Pillman Jr., this MJF asshole. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Orange Cassidy was probably my favorite part of the entire. I've been watching videos of this guy for the last like four days. I'm like smiling my ass off right now because he, yeah. he's like, I, I don't so know why I like him like so much. Hand in the pocket. It, like, yeah, the, I'm like, you got me, bro. You the, know? Yeah, the kip up with the hand in the pockets. I mean, he, you got you got to watch some videos on Orange Orange Cassidy. But uh, Adam Hangman Page wins this. And if he's, uh, I'm assuming he's going to be the first AEW champ because I don't know if they'll put it on Jericho. It seems like it'd be a little bit of a stretch, but this this guy's on the pre-show of your very first show. You should be getting him out in front of people. Some people probably didn't even watch this pre-show. I have no idea why he was limping. He was limping to the ring. I have no idea why he was limping. And I don't know what the plan was going to be if if, uh, Neville would have wrestled Adam Page. Maybe that was the winner of that just facing... Did they ever say if the winner of that was going to face the winner of the Omega match and it just fell no, through? No, you know, I don't know. You, My, my initial thought was um, that if, if, if Hangman hadn't been in that match, I mean, obviously, clearly to me, the winner would have been MJF, right? Because it, it came down to those two at the end. Um, so I don't know if, if they just bumped MJF and were like, you know, or how they were going to get, you know, Hangman in the title picture if him and Pac or, you know, AKA Neville, if you're a WWE shill like myself, um, <laughs> if you didn't, if they didn't cancel that match or that match would, <laughs> excuse me, wouldn't have been canceled. So I have no idea what would have happened before that. I didn't mind the battle Royal. <clears throat> like you said, the rules were a little bit wonky compared to what we're, what we're accustomed to. But there were some really great moments, even though, like, let's be real, most of the time in Battle Royals, like, it, it, it's a hot freaking mess. Like, I mean, it, you just have to really take them for what they are, enjoy the spots that you get. Um, I did love the Orange Cassidy um, spot with Tommy Dreamer. I thought that was really just a fun little part. I thought Hangman, um, you know, coming in last, like, he, he got the pop. But you're right, like, it was on the pre-show. But I think that's why they did that little segment with, you know, Brett bringing out the belt and had Hangman oh, out there. Don't you get know. me started on that part. That was, <laughs> what? Oh. You didn't like that segment? I loved that segment. Okay, what? I got to know how, why you did not like that segment. Well, I mean, I, I liked it at first. I, the first, the MJF guy is the future of this company. He, he is going to be there in 10 years. Or he, or he's he's gonna, amazing. There's, there's yeah. no reason the WWE cannot make a heel like this. I guess this is what Miz was when he was a heel, but like turned up to like 20. But why not just make EC3 an asshole like this? With, with I mean, wasn't that his gimmick before it's, he came to it's WWE? Because, it's because they cannot give them creative freedom like that. Like, I, if you've heard M- MJF, anything that he's done before AEW, like this, he, he's been this person from the jump. He actually tried out. I remember the reason why I, I knew MJF anyway was because he tried out for Tough Enough. Um, like, you know, they did the, the Triple H, the you know, the call outs for people to submit their entries to, you know, become tough enough. Um, and I remember seeing him and then I've like followed him like loosely here and there. But he is he is this person like this has been him all along. I mean, he is an incredible promo. Like he is very witty, very smart. He he believes in his character. If you listen to interviews with him, like he does not break character like he is who he is at all times. Um, he actually did an interview recently with um your favorite, uh, Sam Roberts. Oh, and I, I had to turn that interview off. I, I, cause it was, it was too, it was too kayfabe. And I was like, oh, what is it? Was, 
but see, that's who he is. He and he yeah, did. A, I mean, it's he did I give him props with, for that. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he was the same way. You know, just completely kayfabe. Which cool, like you know, keep kayfabe alive. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to hear an interview on a podcast with somebody like that, but I appreciate like keeping the character going. That's that's cool. Yeah, and he's so young too. What is he like? Twenty two, maybe. Like, I mean, he's like yeah, he, he's very very he young. He trained at a uh, Carter Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, school. Yeah. He was 23. Yeah. So he's super young. So yeah. Um, he was cool. I, I didn't like how, I mean, all those guys came out. It was a cool kind of like, at least it gave you an idea of who some of these guys were that were in this, this battle Royale that right. you didn't see on the, the main show. But, um, then, then Brett just pulls the title out of the bag while they're all like the brawling I, in the aisle. And it was just kind of like awkward. First, I, was, did think, I did think that was weird. I thought the timing of the, the unveil, I saw like, and cause they cut away. Brett was actually like pulling the title out of the sleeve and the camera cut away to go to the, the action that was happening on the ramp. And I was like, what? what is happening here? Like, you know, it should have been a moment. You know what I mean? And it, it was yep. kind of like, a, it was kind of like an afterthought because they were like focusing on, you know, MJF getting beat up by, um, you know, jungle boy and Luchasaurus and all those on the ramp. And then like all of a sudden they cut back to Brett and he's like holding the title over his head. And I'm like, well, that was a little bit anticlimactic. What'd you think of the title belt itself? I have mixed feelings. I don't, I don't hate it, but I feel like the, uh, whenever I make a sign for work, when I, you know, I work in liquor stores all day, I get so pissed off when I have my, the company I work for makes me a sign and the font is like size 10 and it takes up like a, a tiny part of the, of the sign. And that's what this feels like the AEW logo on this belt. And I don't know if I'm just so used to that NXT belt with the giant X on it, but it's it just, this looks like they could have blown this AEW up and made it look better. And it just doesn't seem like it fits on there. What's what, what do you say? Like, yeah, I don't hate the design. I don't hate the design. I like that it's different. Um, obviously, you know, like all of I don't know what their what, you know what their other titles or what their you know lower lower level titles are going to look like. But like you know, I know WWE titles. You know, people they get so much shit for all their titles looking exactly the same. Um, this is different, but like like a, it just reminds me of like a UFC belt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it does have that championship feel. It's a it's kind of a lot though. Do you feel like it's like a little bit too ornate? Like, I feel like it could have been simplified just a little bit. Like, I don't mind. I mean, you are kind of right about the AEW being a little bit small. Now that I'm looking at it, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Yeah, the, never really the professional pictures it. look better than uh, when you, if you look at a picture of Bret Hart holding the title up. It kind of all looks one shade. But if you look, if you just Google AEW title, there's some photos where some of it's kind of in a silver, some of it's in a white gold, and it just kind of some of the letters st- stand out a little bit better. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's nice. I'm not going to, I don't hate it. I just feel like, yeah, there is a lot going on with it. There's a lot of like rhinestones and buttons and things going on. So yeah, a lot of like engraving, you know what I mean? Like it's just like a lot of of stuff. Like you said, like it's riveted and there's like, it looks kind of like steampunkish, you know, like there's like that, like steampunk, like all the rivets and, you know, swirls and all of that stuff. I don't hate it. Um, I don't love it, but I mean, I don't think I could create anything better you know what i mean there you go so yeah, i mean i'm like you know i hate to shit on something and then i'm like well could i create something better probably not you know and i had a problem and i forget it where i think it was on your instagram i got into it with somebody and i was just talking about how there was there was i can tell there were so many inside jokes because in the last match oh, there I, was saw a, this. I saw this unfolding yeah there that. was a yeah. there was a cracker barrel barrel in the ring and the beginning mm-hmm. where kenny omega is recreating the the meme or the gif with the little kid on the computer 
I, I don't know why we, we have to do that right now. Um, I don't know what that's really bringing to the show or as as me as someone who doesn't know and and the show isn't for me i understand that and and i'm not i'm i'm not saying i know more than these guys i don't but if the, but if they're trying to truly compete with wwe the show should the show is for you you know what i mean like they they should yeah, be true. you know not necessarily catering to the masses but making it more um digestible if you will you know yeah um so yeah, th- I, I really like the Royal Battle Royal match. It should have been on the main card. There was the first four matches of this uh, of the regular card were all people I've never heard of. They none of them had any kind of promo package, or the announcers did no job of telling me who these people are or why I should care. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the the final three matches with Cody and Dustin, the Young Bucks, and Jericho Omega, we'll get into, but. Uh, those four matches, and they all felt like they were like an, a half an hour long. I mean, yeah, I, I was yeah. I was looking at my watch, and I don't want to do that during a wrestling show. Uh, there was a, a four way women's match, and then there was a three on three women's match. One of them was dressed like the guy from Queen for some reason. And it was, yeah, it was just a hodgepodge. Yeah. I don't. I I just don't know. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in those matches. None of them were terrible matches. But well, you know, here's my thing. Here's my take on that. You know, I actually I was having this discussion in the comment section with someone about women's wrestling, and they're like, "Oh yeah," as if WWE. You know, um, you act like WWE has um, better women's wrestlers, and I'm like, I don't act like WWE has better women's wrestlers. Like WWE does have better women's wrestlers. Like I know that for a fact. And you know, part of WWE or part of AEW's like their whole like mission statement um and like they're they're trying to make women's wrestling meaningful and make it matter right which you know which we know WWE's already done like you know they're not perfect but they've done a really good job bringing women's wrestling like these chicks right here would not be able to do the things they do if WWE hadn't blazed the freaking pathway you know for them but their their whole thing is like we're gonna make women's wrestling meaningful, we're gonna make it matter. But then they give us a bunch of multi women matches. And I'm like, why couldn't we just get Kylie Ray and Britt Baker one on one? And then if they wanted to do Awesome Kong and Nyla Rose, like, you know, Battle of the Beasts, like do that one separately, right? Like make it matter because it's a one on one match. Crown a women's champion. You know what I mean? Like have your two best women's wrestlers, like, you know, we don't have to know how they got there, but just be like, hey, we're declaring that Kylie Ray and Britt Baker are the two best women's wrestlers that we have. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's who they would pick anyway, but I'm just for, for argument's sake, like one of these women is going to walk away the AEW women's champion tonight. I would have been into that. Cause I want to know who the champion's going to be. I would have watched, you know? And I also didn't like that. Brandy came out and kind of like introduced, um, awesome Kong. Like why didn't awesome Kong, like she's like, a, you know, been around wrestling for, I mean, for freaking ever you know she's like a freaking beast and why didn't she just like come down to the ring and insert herself into the match instead of brandy having to be like hey guys like you know i want to put this person in and i just felt like it was so like it was kind of like brandy's like trying to get herself over as like oh i'm gonna put this person into the match and i just felt it was kind of like lame you know yeah somebody somebody on twitter was trying to say that oh she was making fun of uh stephanie mcmahon always putting herself in matches and i said I, I can't remember when Stephanie McMahon has ever added herself to a match. When has that ever happened? Well, it's just like, I mean, yeah. So here we are again. 
taking shots at WWE, like low-key taking shots at WWE when you should be worried about putting on your best product, right? Maybe you are popping the small part of your crowd that's like so anti-WWE that they're like, hell yeah, this is awesome, like shit on WWE, you know? Um, But let me just remind you that like Cody would not be where he is Brandy, for God's sake, for damn sure, would not be where she was if it wasn't for WWE. So let's not forget these things, right? Um, that like WWE made Cody. So anyway, um, I, 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 the, the 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 Japanese women or Chinese uh, Japanese women's match, the the three the oh six women tag. Oh my god! I would rather go to the dentist right now than watch that match again. It was so awful. It, it was, was so bad. I didn't think that the I didn't think that the wrestling was bad, but I just didn't care like yeah. i just could yeah. not care less you know and there you know some people like i had some people argue with me saying that um they like oh well that's what happens you know when you're so used to um this that and the other with wwe like you would fall asleep during this match because you don't know what good wrestling looks like oh, and I'm yeah like, i did <laughs> yeah i'm like i didn't like i didn't hate the wrestling i just like this is a pay-per-view event like why did i pay to watch these women, like what, like we're gonna have start having a weekly TV show. Like, let's make some of these. I don't remember any of them. No, like, none I, of them are gonna be, they, they, none, none of these of people are in out. AEW, are they? All these these Asian wrestlers. I don't know if they're signed exclusively, or I don't know if they're like you know like part timers or whatever. But I don't like they, none of them stood out to me. Had they had another one on one match or even a, a good tag team match, that would have been okay. But you put six women in a ring. Yeah, you can't tell a story. Just, like, you spot. can't. You can't. I mean, a one-on-one, like you said, it would have been perfect having Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray, and then the announcers can tell us a little bit who they are, why they're beefing, what yeah. the situation is. When you have four people or six people in a match, you're just trying to keep up. You're just like flapping. Yeah, your everybody's wings. just trying to get their shit in. You know what I mean? Like when you have six women in a match, everybody's just trying to get their spots in. Like it's not really storytelling. It's not really you know meaningful. Um, and it didn't really matter who won. So. That was my problem with the with the front half of the card. I didn't hate the wrestling. Like I want people to understand like it wasn't because I was like god this wrestling is so terrible. It's just that if this is your biggest event and you have you have all these new eyeballs on your product like make it make it matter, you know? Um which brings us to to Cody versus Dustin which I thought was really great. I thought Cody I mean it was long and it felt long and there was times that I was like oh my god, like when is the end of this match coming, you know? But um, I thought overall, like the wrestling and the, the story and all of that was great. What about you? Yeah, it was a cool story. They did tell a great story in the ring. I'm I'm a little worried that this is a match with two former WWE superstars, a former WWE referee, a former WWE announcer, a former WWE <laughs> ring announcer. Everything about I don't understand how this is any different. Like, how is this going to be so much different than than I know you have to start with what you have. And all these guys, you know, Cody came from WWE, but how how, how is this different from WWE? How are the, how did the w, the AEW like apologists? Are, I mean, how are you going to tell me that this is different? Like, I was with a buddy that didn't know what AEW was. He's like, oh, it's like I've seen this before. It's Goldust versus Stardust, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah, they, they are brothers. You know, they're both good wrestlers. Um, I don't really know. What to tell you? Uh, Dustin yeah. Rhodes got busted open pretty pretty bad in this one, and that... oh, he he bladed open. Yeah, like it was. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a terrible blade job. Um, the the blood. I will say the one drawback to this match I thought was um was definitely the the amount of blood. It was definitely distracting, and there were times that I was like, oh my god, Goldust might legitimately die tonight. Um, if he keeps going. 
And I thought, I don't think it was supposed to be like that. I don't think it was supposed to be that bloody. Um, but it definitely did. It was kind of uncomfortable to watch at times. And I will say that that's really the only negative that I have about the match. Um, you know, Cody kind of presented this match as like, oh, it's not about brother versus brother, you know, because I feel like that's like a WWE thing, like another like low-key shot at WWE, like, you know, we're going to put brothers versus brothers. Um, it's more of like a new wrestling generation taking on an old generation. But, I mean, I didn't get that vibe at all. It was totally, to me, brother versus brother, especially at the end where it was like a respect thing and, you know, they're going to, they're going to tag up with the, you know, and go against the young bucks at their next show. Um, you know, he needed his brother. It was definitely a, a brother feel good thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how, I mean, if they're trying to keep this more realistic and, and not be kind of like a TV fake TV, like WWE. So they say, so why is Cody facing the young bucks in a tag team match at the next event? Aren't they both like we, everyone that, I mean, everyone's in on it. That's an AEW fan. They've been following these guys. They've been watching the videos. They know they're all. They're both the owners of the, uh, yeah. of the company. What? Why are they wrestling each other? Well, I mean, again, you know, it's it's like, well, what are you trying to do here? Like, are you just trying to create like a, a sport? Where, like, you know, you take on whoever. You don't have to be enemies, right? Like, the the freaking Falcons and the Cowboys don't have to necessarily be enemies to fight, like, to play football against one another. It's just like, hey, this is the matchup that we have. Like, may the best man win. And if that's the kind of vibe that you're going for, if there's not really, if it's not really about storylines and, like, heels and faces and, you know, all of those things, like, I just want to know that. You know what I mean? I just want to know what you're about. And I know it's the first show, and I shouldn't be, like, I feel like I'm, like, nitpicking right like it's their first show they haven't even had their tv um like their tv deal set up yet or anything like that we haven't seen any of their weekly work so i mean i'm really like being harsh on them i think i'm giving them a harsh criticism but i feel like if you're going to build this up in the way that they did and then kind of just like under deliver a little bit in the way that they did like i mean you got to expect a little bit of criticism right yeah yeah no man 100 percent. i didn't mention that at the beginning but yeah this being their first show they're they're going to get better this is going to improve um, I, I did not like the Cody Rhodes busting up the fake Triple H. Oh God! Seat. That, that was oh, God. that was so corny and so it was not needed and cringe. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why you have to like if you're gonna start something new, just fucking do it. Just go. Like, don't harken back yeah. and like I don't know who you're trying to appease, but you're not gonna win anybody over doing that. And just you know, I told you it was just to pop the anti you know, the anti WWE marks that were in the crowd that night. Like he was just trying to pop them. And it was so like, fine. If you want to do that, if you want to like take shots, like that's cool, whatever, you know, and everybody's like, well, what, how do you, what do you expect them to do? And I'm like, well, it's not just that. It wasn't just that one incident. It wasn't just the, the throne smashing, which that throne, God, I mean, it looked like it came from a spirit Halloween clearance section. It was like so horrible and so cheesy, but the whole week before that in all of their press press appearances they were dogging out wwe they were dogging out the 24 7 title like why are you talking about these things do you know what i mean like why aren't you talking why aren't you telling us about your talent and about your wrestlers and about your titles and about all of the things that we should expect to see on double or nothing and you're talking about raw and smackdown sheena i, I know vince russo is a crazy asshole but i i would not be shocked if the wwe owns aew Say what now? Hold on, I need to process what you said. If, if we find out that the A that AEW is owned by WWE 
and this is oh, all. Oh, that is that is some next level conspiracy like conspiracy theory shit right there. <laughs> I'm man. not saying that I think that and is you the know case. me. I'm pretty I'm pretty like I'm pretty out there with my conspiracy theories, but I think that is like whoa. I'm not saying I think that's the case, but I think that I would not be shocked if it is. And it would be the greatest angle in wrestling history. If <laughs> it would be just, pretty cool. I would love to see all the smarts heads explode. Oh, if they just showed up or something. Oh my God. I mean there's Yeah, a- if they did like a WWE invasion angle. <laughs> oh man. Holy smokes! This this but this was a good match. Let's the let's move up into the the eighth match of the night. Uh, the Young Bucks defeated the Lucha Brothers. This was a twenty four minute match. Uh, wow! This was this was wow. I've, ne- I've never yeah. seen the Young Bucks wrestle before. I cannot believe that when you said that I could not, I was like my mind was blown that you'd never that you'd never seen the Young Bucks, but now you know like what all the hype is about. So they are incredible, number one. Number two, I hate that they don't sell a single fucking thing. And I know that's the style of how they wrestle. But the fucking Ray Phoenix guy, who's, who's awesome as well, hits like a 360 Hurricane Rana off the top rope onto the concrete. And, and Matt Jackson's on the floor for like three seconds. I mean, so they got got you got to move fast when you're dealing with the Lucha Bros. You got to get back up and move fast. Yeah. You don't know where they're going to be. <laughs> At some point, it takes me out of it a little bit. That's my only. That's a small little complaint. I know it's a complaint, but this was a great match, and it showed that these guys can really go in the ring. I would love to see them in WWE because I feel like they could just take over the tag team division. And- I know, but you know what? Like as sad as it is, like you guys, let me just remind you all. I know we've done a we've done a lot of like. Um, criticizing today but i still love wwe um but i will say that i if the young bucks came to the wwe like tag team wrestling does not matter in wwe like let's just let's just call a spade a spade yeah but them against the usos man that'd be sick. oh no that's a freaking dream match that is a freaking dream match like i would love to see these guys i mean these guys against you know the revival or the the usos like let's be real or even freaking black like you know if i could see these guys wrestle against alistair black and ricochet um it would be incredible but again, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. I don't know how much tag team wrestling is going to matter in AEW. Again, it's part of their mission. They're they're going to show what tag team wrestling. Like they're going to bring tag team wrestling back to the forefront of sports entertainment of wrestling. Um, and I'm excited. I hope they do. I love good tag team. I do wrestling, too. You know? I do too. It's a nice yeah. little break in between matches, and you get just a different feel. The tag team matches has a different feel. You watch it differently. There's a lot more going on. Yeah, the um, chemistry that they have together, like it, th- and there's so much more you can do when you have a partner. You can do things that you can't do on your own. You know what I mean? Like all those moves that they do and all their finishers, like you can't do that if you're just a solo person. But when you have a partner, like dude, it's on. Uh, our final match: Chris Jericho defeats Kenny Omega, and this this was should not have been the match to close to close the card i did not enjoy this match very much i feel like kenny i've seen kenny omega wrestle and and he's amazing he's he's yeah. he's better than this match would you yeah. agree with that assessment this wasn't this was not his best match this was not chris jericho's best yeah, match chris jericho looks slow and old, older than i've seen him you know in the last wwe run in uh, mm-hmm. he he looks bigger this his his spinning elbow finishing move is the ju- awful the, ju- the judas effect oh my gosh i had like I, just do I the code breaker say, just do the code breaker yeah the judas effect should not be a finisher for anyone it doesn't matter who you are i don't care if you're brock lesnar throwing that elbow 
Um, it's not a finisher. And like he didn't even, it wasn't even like it came at such a weird point in the match. That I, there was no way that I thought like when they, when, when they counted, Seth and I both looked at each other. Like we were kind of just like, ha- like doing something and like halfway, you know, paying attention at that point. And we both looked at each other like, holy shit, the match just ended. Like, what the hell? We, we like, we're like, oh my God, what happened? And then we saw that like stumbling drunken elbow. And I was like, that is what took down Kenny Omega. Like, you've got to be kidding me. You know? So like, even if he would have put some stank on it and it's still like that, that shouldn't have been it after everything that they had already done previously in that match. Like that's, what's going to take you down. And like, let me just tell you a little story about while we were traveling, we were in the Atlanta um, airport and we were on the little tram to take us to our next concourse. Seth had both dogs. Like we had both dogs in one of the little carriers and we get on the tram and like, he's not holding on. Um, and he, the, the tram takes off and he like stumbles, right? Like he basically does like a Judas effect on this, like, you know, stranger in the, um, in the freaking tram and it doesn't even phase the stranger. Right. So here, my husband just put a freaking W or a AEW finisher on a stranger and he doesn't <laughs> even blink. And yet I'm supposed to believe that that same finisher is going to take down like, you know, arguably the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, uh, it was of the three matches, it was probably my least favorite between the Cody, the Young Bucks match, and this one. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess you have to have it because this is how, who's going again to face uh, Adam Page for the for the title and the, and then I guess that next pay per view in Chicago. But uh, after yeah. the match, we see John Moxley come out. The crowd pops huge. Yeah, I um, popped huge. I, I mean, I, I thought for a moment because I was like this is going on too long. Like what is happening here? And I was like, I bet. And I had just said right before that, I was like, I bet Dean Ambrose is coming out. And then sure enough, like there he comes through the crowd. And I, I popped, I popped pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. what do you feel about the, the commentating on this show? Like overall or yeah, like just, just, uh, just overall. I, I mean, Jim Ross was, you know, he's not as good as he was back in the attitude era, but he's still, it's still nice to hear him calling wrestling though. I love Jim Ross. Let me just state, like, he is a freaking legend. He is incredible. Um, I love him dearly. I think he is just, like, an awesome dude. But this was not his best performance. I don't think he's, like, super familiar with a lot of the wrestlers. So he doesn't really have a, you know, he doesn't have his normal, like, je ne sais quoi, where he, like, knows all the backstory and all the, the stuff about these guys to, like, really, like, put a paint a picture in our minds of what's going on. And at one, there was like literally one point in between, like, you know, the little, the little in between match segments were the worst. I felt like that was where it really struggled. You know, you had Excalibur and what's his name and Jim Ross. And like, sometimes they were just like, there was just silence. And at one point Jim Ross said, hold on a minute, guys, I don't even know where I'm at right now. And I was like, did he just say that? I, I was like stunned, you know? Yeah, the, so I, I the other guy Alex something was was, was like, not good. No, he 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 always looked like he was like he had like that derpy Kurt Angle look on his face like half the time like where he was just like I don't know what to say you know right. like the actual like the actual like play by play like the match stuff like that wasn't bad but like the the in between match commentary was pretty pretty cringy. I just sent you a picture of this this guy who he is. Um, oh my gosh! This is like his suit button. He has like one button 
buttoned on a suit jacket and it's just like it's like <laughs> it's like holding on for dear life. Over yeah. overall, I would recommend if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't seen Double or Nothing as much as we've just sh- I feel like we just shit on it for like 40 minutes straight. But no, let me let me clarify. I don't feel like we I, I don't feel like we shit on it. I definitely feel like we gave it we gave it criticism. Yeah, there's there's a lot of positives to take from this. I think there's a lot yes. of, a lot of good good wrestling and i would i would say go go watch it if it's on youtube or something it's it's definitely a welcome alternative that i'm excited i don't know if i'm excited but i'm i'm definitely still interested in what they can do i don't know you know how long they can sustain this without having some sort of like how how many times can the young bucks face off against cody Rhodes? like they're gonna have to really beef up the roster if they're gonna have a, a weekly tv show True. They're going to have to beef up the roster. They're going to have to, um, you know, put on a killer weekly show to really build some storylines and build some feuds and really tell us how this wins and losses thing is going to incorporate and why it matters. Right. Um, and I- I'm excited. Like, I think when, when I was saying so, I said I made a comment on Instagram that like got, oh, my God, like 2000 freaking, you know, comments. I feel like um, I said, you know, it'll be a while before I show up. And this was at the first, let me state, this was at the first half of the show where it was just kind of like slow. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what's happening here? Um, this is their biggest show. Like it feels so indie, right? Um, and I said, you know, it'll be a while before I shell out 50 bucks again to watch AEW. And I mean, people were so, so upset. Like, oh my God, how can you not like this? You just like, there oh to be, like there, you just like there to be one company and that it could not be further from the truth. I am so excited for there to be competition in town and, you know, an alternative in town. And I love this type of wrestling. It's just, you know, I feel like my, my final thought on the show, um, before we get into some John Moxley stuff, um, is, I feel like they overpromised and underdelivered. That does not mean that it was a bad show or that it was bad wrestling or that they have terrible talent. None of that is true or that I only like WWE wrestling. Like that could not be further from the truth. I feel like with all of the hype, they overpromised and they underdelivered. I would have been way more happy if they had kind of like undershot it a little bit and then really overdelivered on the product, right? And then I would have been like, damn, this is some good stuff. Yeah, they should have made this like a takeover, like a th- like a two and a half hour thing, and you could have made you could have cut out three or four of these matches, yes. moved the battle royal onto the main card, and yeah. did some more you know packages introducing some of these guys. Yeah, um, totally, totally, one hundred percent agree. Shorten it, freaking you know, give us the meaningful matches, and then you have all this time to introduce us to all this extra talent that you have. There's no need to give us. A six, a six woman tag match, you know, on the first night, right? Like we we can get to know these people during your weekly show and throughout the the you know course of your run in AEW. Yeah, I did like the the fake Bailey that they had. Uh, Kylie yeah, Ray. Kylie. Yeah. And there was a there was a fake Oscar uh, in the uh, the women's six woman match, but uh, seriously though, it it was good. I think. You know, I don't think it's going to be direct competition at first here, but I mean, from what we've seen on Raw and SmackDown, somebody tweeted today like, "I'm I'm just going to treat NXT like like Raw from now on." And I think that's what I'm going to do. Like, if we don't record on Wednesdays, I'm just going to really get more into NXT. And I mean, I I can do this podcast without even watching Raw. I see so many of the highlights on on social media, and I have Hulu. I can I can watch it real quick. It's just. 
I don't care about the ratings or being three hours. Just you, you, we've we've done the Patreon episode trying to improve WWE. If you not mm-hmm. a Patreon subscriber, you should check it out. Patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. We did a whole episode, me and Sheena, basically ten ways to fix the WWE product, and um, you know, just making these Raws and Smackdowns a little more palatable and interesting for people that are you know your your main consumer of your product, and uh, right. maybe that's going to force you know maybe once. AEW's on TNT. It'll force them, even though it's on a different night. Maybe it'll force them to kind of raise their game a little bit. Come, uh, come October. So come for sure, for sure. So piggybacking off of all of the double or nothing and the AEW stuff, um, we kind of just like glossed over the fact that Dean Ambrose, uh, for all you WWE marks, uh, aka John Moxley, for all of you, you know, hardcore indie marks, uh, showed up at. Um, at double or nothing at the very end of the show um, after the Jericho hangman match and, you know, basically destroyed hangman for the second time that night. Like he, he kind of looked hangman kind of looked bad. Let's be real. He, he did not have his best night in AEW. Um, but John Moxley was there and we haven't really heard anything out of Dean Ambrose since the, the, the infamous promo that came out and we were all speculating on it. Like, what does it mean? Is he going to AEW? Is he reinventing his character and coming back to WWE? And, you know, we were kind of breaking down that video. Well, sure enough, he showed up at AEW and it was awesome. I loved it. I'm excited to see Dean back. I'm excited for him to be excited about wrestling and where he's at right now. Um, but what I wanted to touch on was this must listen interview with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, um, on talk is Jericho. It just came out this past week and you guys like it is, you know, obviously, you know, there's two sides to every story, but I was like, I, I really wanted to hear from Dean. I wanted to hear what, what was going on in his mind? Like what, what really happened? Like what was, what caused this such dissension between him, like him and WWE that he felt the need to like leave the company and he really goes into it and he doesn't, you know, I, I thought the interview was really good because he does a really good job of speaking his mind and being critical without just like, you know, without seeming like a bitter asshole. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't have that CM Punk like bitterness about him, you know, like he, he really goes into how he loved WWE and he loved doing all of the, um, you know, he got to live his dream in WWE and he's forever grateful for WWE and it made him and it changed his life. It's where he met his wife. He loved doing the Make-A-Wish stuff. Like, that stuff, like, changed changed him as a person. Um, but then he goes into, like, like kind of like what we did on our Patreon episode. Like, what the hell is wrong with WWE? Like, why Like why does this – what is happening in the inner circle that we're seeing on our TV every week that we're complaining about? And it, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's basically what we thought was going on, you know? Um, he basically says, like, Vince is, like <laughs> – a tyrant and a dictator and like will basically like play mind games with you and make you do like stupid shit that you don't even want to do um and it's just kind of like a lack of creativeness you know yeah i could say i, I want to give it a listen i haven't listened to it yet but it sounds like it's he was very constructive with stuff and you know, i just wasn't happy there I, I i can understand that you know we've all worked someplace we didn't really enjoy working at but uh yeah We'll he really he really deep dives into that. I don't know if you remember that that point in time where Dean Ambrose was wearing the gas mask and he was talking about the disgusting fans and he was kind of like 
you know, um, talking about Roman and the, whole, the, the cancer stuff and like how that made him feel having to say those types of things. And like when the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back being that time, do you remember when they were like giving him injections or vaccinations on um, Monday Night Raw? You know, because he was just trying not to get rabies from the disgusting fans and all of that. And I was like, man, I remember that so clearly, like those episodes. Um, but like to know like that what he was really thinking during that is like really eye opening. What he just totally hated it. Oh God, like hated it, like like vehemently hated it with a passion. Like he he, he like he fought to not have to do those, not have to do those things, and like he it, like his his. It fell on deaf ears, if you will. Like it just was not being heard. And they were like, Yep, you're gonna do it. It's fine. You know, people are gonna love it, you know. He would say, like Vince says stuff like, you know, this is who you are. Like this, like, you know, this is how people are going to connect to you. Like you're like zany, you're crazy, you're a lunatic, you know. Um, really trying to convince Dean of who he was. You know what I'm saying? Instead of letting Dean like be who he is, like he just gets handed a script every day, like with with who WWE thinks he should be. Huh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a listen. I was uh, telling you before the show, I've been listening to the, the Grill and JR podcast with Jim Ross and Conrad Thompson. They did a episode last week, I believe, with uh, just the, the night Owen Hart passed away. And uh, it was super, I mean, uh, it was definitely depressing, but it was definitely an interesting listen as well. And just hearing about how the whole event happened, how they went on with it, and, you know, just learning more about Owen Hart. It's a its a great listen. So if you have time this week and give both of those shows a listen, uh, also listen to our good buddies at Doing the Favor podcast, uh, good friends of ours. Uh, if they do a nice little uh, recap of Raw and SmackDown, and then they, uh, later in the week they do some uh, toy f- hunting figure news type of stuff, just like we do. So give them a listen, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So now that we've like, you know, kind of taken a a giant poo all over WWE, let's talk about something that WWE does amazingly well, and that is NXT. And this weekend, Phil, I don't know if you heard, because it's kind of been a little bit understated, we actually have a takeover this weekend. Did you know that? I do. I'm excited for it very much so on Saturday night. It's going to be a nice little show. Yeah, yeah, I am excited. Um, You know, we got some great matches we have. Adam Cole versus Gargano. We have Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. Uh, Tyler Tyler Breeze. You did you know Tyler Breeze is back in NXT? I do now. Yeah. 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 Tyler Breeze is back in NXT, which I'm very excited about. I think this is going to give him a lot of shine. You know, like sorry, R.I.P. Fashion Police. Like you know, I, I actually kind of like the Fashion Police. I'm not going to lie, but Tyler Breeze is above that. He's better than that, and I'm excited for him to take on Velveteen Dream and really show what he's capable of. But yeah, we have um, Roddy Strong versus Matt Riddle, and then we have an awesome tag match between um, Undisputed Era, Street Profits, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Burch uh, versus the Forgotten Sons and in a ladder match. So yeah, lots of good stuff to uh, to unfold here. I do like how, you know, usually back in the day, if someone didn't make it on the main roster, they would just get released and sent on their way. But you know, giving Breeze a, a new life here and sending him down to NXT and let him work with some of these younger guys, it's uh, it's kind of a win-win, and I would love to see it. I mean, I, I had an article that I saw on social media today uh, that was on the uh, Squared Circle Reddit page of 56 wrestlers on the main roster who have not wrestled in the last uh, two months. Oh and my gosh, you'll have to send that to me. Yeah, it's it's insane. And you go down the list, there's there's only about six or seven people that are injured 
Um, I mean, Alistair Black, Bray Wyatt, obviously, it's been a while. Buddy Murphy's been gone since, like, uh, the 7th of April. Chad Gable's been gone since the middle of the beginning of April. Uh, All amazing. All amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go down this list. Rusev, uh, even Zack Ryder, since since May May 6th, he's the tag tag team champion. Since May 6th, he hasn't been uh, in a match. So wow. uh, yeah, fifty six people. That that's enough to to fill out the AEW roster. You know, that's that's people that haven't been on the time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's it's, it's insane. It's uh, this is a, haven't wrestled on TV match in the last two weeks. I'm sorry, but uh, wow, yeah, yeah, that's that's um that is pretty freaking crazy. So let's go let's go through these matches a little bit, yeah. and then we're gonna just pick a winner. It's this Saturday. Um, we'll go through and um you know give give our thoughts on each match so uh first up let's talk about uh we'll start let's start with tyler breeze and velveteen dream so i think i mean this is going to be such a, a great match um the promos that they've been doing versus like you know velveteen dream pulled up his little like selfie stick and like recorded this promo and i thought it was so good um and these guys like like i said they're uber talented and i'm just excited to see what they do but Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with Tyler Breeze. They they sent they like they saw something in Tyler Breeze to send him back down there. I don't think they're gonna have him lose his first matchup. And I think it's it's a good time. Like Velveteen Dream has had a nice little run with the North American title, so I think this would be a good time to to give Tyler Breeze some legitimacy. So I'm gonna go with Tyler Breeze in this one. I'm with you. I agree. I think this and this could free Velveteen Dream to get into the main event, uh, the NXT right. Championship picture a little bit. If Adam Cole gets, I know, I don't know if they're maybe going to break up an undisputed era if they move them up to the main roster. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd love to see Tyler Breeze get it and then give some other guys that are around there a shot at that at that belt uh, that haven't been on TV for very sure. much. Yeah, that's 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 cool. I like that. Yeah, so let's go to um, Roderick Strong versus Matt Riddle. This should be a really good match, too. Um, I was kind of concerned because there for a while, Roddy looked like he was parting ways with the Undisputed Era. Um, And even though 2019 was the year that we were promised um, the Undisputed Era to be draped in gold, I was kind of worried that, like, oh, my God, they're starting to break apart. Like, we're not going to get that. But... They came, they came back. They're back together. Uh, we got Roddy Strong versus Matt Riddle. This is going to be a freaking banger. Um, but I got to go with my boy, the bro, Matt Riddle in this one. Yeah, I'm going with Riddle as well. He was really fun to watch. That uh, I didn't really talk about it too much on the show. I went to that NXT house show uh, a couple weeks ago, and the main event was Riddle, Cole, and Velveteen Dream. And it was just, oh, a, man. Yeah, it was just a banger match. And Riddle is so much fun to watch. People love him. My son, you know, four years old is now. He's wanting to play him and be him in the video game, and we had to download him and all this stuff. So uh, I think he's he's destined for big, big things, and I think Riddle's going to yeah. win this one for sure. Yes, I agree. So we are two for two together. Man, this oh. never happens. Um, so let's go to our tag match. We have Undisputed Era, um, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus Street Profits versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Forgotten Sons in a ladder match for the vacated titles because uh, the Viking Raiders had to vacate their their titles from NXT because they want to go dominate the Raw tag team division i don't understand but i'm not even gonna get into that um so with this one i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a really good match um again i'm not i'm not huge into like a bunch of like multi-man matches like this 
But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. These guys have a lot of freaking talent. I mean, Street Profits and Forgotten Sons, Undisputed Era, like, let's be real. Um, but I'm going to go with Undisputed Era on this one. I think they're going to reclaim their their gold, right? Like I said, I think that the draped in gold thing is really is really going to happen. I think this is the start of it, I hope. Huh, okay. I could see that. Yeah, those guys are... And those guys are an awesome team together. I, at that sh- same show, it was Lorcan and Birch versus Undisputed Era, those two guys. And, man, that, that is my favorite style of, the, of wrestling. I know you, you, there's so many different things for wrestling fans, but you have, you know, high-flying matches. You get some, you know, bruiserweight-type guys. But, you know, that type of style is my favorite. I'm going to go Lorcan and Birch for some reason. I think they're just going to pull, nice. pull something different here. Uh, those guys are a nice tag team. You can make them a face or a heel pretty easily. They're, you know, kind of interchangeable. And uh, I think I don't know. I feel like Undisputed Era could could be up on the main roster by SummerSlam. I feel like that that would be uh, uh, a welcome addition to the uh, to the main show. Awesome. Okay, so you picked Oni and um, Danny, and I have Undisputed Era on that one. So next up, let's go with Shayna versus Io Shirai. So I mean, Shayna has been holding this title since. Uh, evolution and i mean she's defended it multiple times bianca belair freaking Kyrie sane um just been a freaking force to be reckoned with i love me some Shayna, even though she's like hardcore heel i think she's amazing but i think i don't know of all the of the of the women that she's defended against i feel like io shirai is probably like the least excited i would get about somebody dethroning shayna but i feel like it's time i feel like just like the the timing of it i feel like shayna may be going to the main roster um obviously after she has her like you know rematch against eo i guess but uh, i'm gonna my heart's saying shayna's gonna win but if i'm going with my head i gotta say eo shirai is gonna take it from her imagine a becky lynch uh shayna baszler match that'd be dude yes that would be oh. so sick. I don't see her losing the title, though, here. I'm going to go with Baszler. I don't know when she's going to lose it. Uh, I know. <laughs> Never. I, I mean, consist- yeah, I just don't see anybody beating her. She's just a a beast in the ring. God. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, unless they bring some of the uh, the UK women over, you know, like Ray Ripley. Like, I could see Ray Ripley freaking, um, you know, beating her i think that would i mean i would love to see that match her and her and rhea ripley because they're just both like just total badasses um but yeah like i said eo just doesn't seem like just doesn't seem like the one no shade to her uh because she's she's amazing but you know but i'm gonna pick her anyway just because like i said i feel like the timing the timing is right on this one our final match can you believe this we're already at the final match. We just discussed this whole card, and <laughs> we are nice. at the yeah. yeah well, uh, what was it like less than ten minutes? Um, we are at Adam Cole, baby, versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. I will let you go first on this one. Give me your thoughts and what you think is going to happen. Man, I, I could see, I could watch these guys wrestle, you know week after week they, these two can go you know better than anybody in the ring i i i don't know i'm, I'm gonna say gargano's not gonna lose this belt until champa comes back if he does come back uh i just think they're gonna hold try to hold out for that uh so i'm gonna say gargano's gonna hold on to it this might be his first defense right is this his first defense since winning um uh, yeah. wrestlemania i don't know we I need- haven't had a takeover since then unless he's defended it on the on the sh- on the main show, 
I need my I need my stat guy. Yeah, um, we talked about it. We need to get an intern for this show. If anybody listening wants to be our intern, you can get if you can get college credit, cool. If you can't, I don't care. But yeah. uh, we basically we need someone just to kind of listen on the show, be the third person, and just tell us when we got a stat wrong, or uh, tell us yeah. tell us if we got to mention something, you know, because we always do that. We'll, we'll pay you in fun money and friendship. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. throw you some figures every once in a while. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with Adam Cole in this one because I feel like it's like, this is like for Adam Cole, like it's now or never. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this is his moment in the sun, and if he doesn't get this shot right here at the NXT title, it's not going to happen, right? He'll either get called up to the main roster, you know, never having won the NXT title. Um, so I'm going to go with Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole is... Is, is taking this one home. Yeah, you can only talk so much shit if you can't back it up by actually, you know, winning the title. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and I'm glad it's not a, you know, two out of three falls match. So that makes it, that makes it worlds better than the last time already. Yeah, yeah I agree. This is going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think that is all of our Inside the Squared Circle news i know like i said we didn't have much wwe talk other than takeover but um i hope you guys enjoyed the the change of pace talking about john moxley and uh you know double or nothing oh yeah let's get into our go figure segment (laughs) all right go figure is where sheena and i let you guys know what we've purchased over the last week or so, whether it's wrestling figures or memorabilia or tickets or shirts or whatever the hell we're buying. So, uh, uh, Sheena's now, you know, she's still not settled in, in, mm-hmm. in her new home. She's still a, kind of a vagrant here. But are you are you buying things? Are you finding stuff out in the wild? I've been seeing your Instagram stories. You're going to mm-hmm. some Targets. That's good. Yeah, I'm going. I went to a little a grocery store today. It's, it was like a grocery store kind of like shopping center hybrid it's called meyer um it's predominantly grocery store i don't know if you guys have those where you're from um this is the gro- first yeah we have grocery stores up here but <laughs> you have grocery stores <laughs> what you don't get everything from the amish or the like farmer's market <laughs> you don't grow your own food um but you do you have meyer i've it's heard like, of it's it like a, it's like a german store m-e-j-e-i-r anyway yep. this is the first place I, i've seen it was is here in in kentucky and um you know, it's like a grocery store, and then there they have like little like you know clothes and like cosmetics and stuff. It's kind of like a Target, I guess. I don't know, like a small Target. They were the ones I think that had the pop up Toys R Uses during the holidays. I'm that was Kroger. Sure. That was Kroger. That was, okay, okay. Yeah, that was Kroger. Um, but so so Meyer has a toy section. So we went back there, and I, I didn't expect to see any WWE figures, but they actually had. All of Elite 64, which I mean, you know, Elite 64, like not super exciting considering like where we are now, but like they obviously haven't been restocked in a very long time. But um, the fact that they actually had WWE figures there was pretty cool. But yeah, I haven't purchased <clears throat> much of anything. Heel has been procured a the UK exclusive Rick Rude Elite. It's kind of like a variant of his Legends Elite. So it's got like the purple flames. Um, so we got that, but that's all that we've actually purchased. What I do have, though, I can't remember if I talked about it last week on the show, is we have Heel Husband's like like childhood collection of figures, like three giant totes full of wrestling action oh, figures, and we're gonna yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to be recording um, a video for our Patreons over like, you know, going through and like, sh- like talking about some of the oh, figures nice. and like, I'm going to have you husband like, tell me some stories about them and things like that. I mean, like, it is so cool. Like, I don't know if you saw us playing with some of them today. My niece on the Instagram stories, we were kind of having like a little wrestling, a little wrestling match. You know, we were playing with them today and there were some LJNs some Hasbros and all those things. So yeah, super cool to get to go through that, but we only pulled out a few of them. I mean, those totes are deep. So we'll be doing a deep dive into that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, that's, that does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. You, you kind of hinted at it. You didn't know how much he had or, or what he had, but, uh, Oh yeah. He pulled yeah. everything out of the, out of the attic. And I was like, Holy smokes. Dude. And we even found some freaking treasures. Our, our guy Zorro Mendez on Instagram uh, tipped us off that, uh, we had a warlord LJN and a big boss man LJN. I mean, they're kind of like, you know, they're they're played with. You know, I mean, these were like heel husbands, like actual toys. So they're played with. They got some paint chips and things like that. All in good condition. No dents or anything. He was like, dude, you may want to um, <laughs> pick that warlord up. And, you know, if you're going to, if you're not going to do anything with it, like you might want to sell it. Because it's like, that's pretty rare. And we were like, what? Oh, we looked wow. him up on, yeah, we looked him up on Instagram. Um, and freaking, yeah, warlord and big boss man, they go for a pretty big money i had you know i you know we haven't been keeping up with like lgns and like the prices of things like that but yeah those two um so yeah we're we cleaned them up gave them a nice little fig bath and they already sold today oh wow nice that's awesome yeah. it's, always, yeah, pretty, it's always good when you can do that yeah i know i was like thanks zorro so shout out to our buddy at zorro mendez for uh for the dm he i mean he's got like tons of like your ljn dealer like if you need ljns like he's, he's your man but yeah he like tipped us off like dude like uh you got something there so i'm gonna like go through like all the the totes and be like dude zora let me know yeah yeah damn that's a that's a good person to know yeah hey, i always see him on instagram he knows his shit for sure uh i'm so uh-huh. glad i didn't get into the uh, ljn game because that's a seems like a slippery slope and they uh they they are definitely ra- rapidly rising in price on the mm-hmm. secondary markets uh, so yeah, cool, cool pick out. I'm excited to see that video. I recorded a video, uh, the other day for the Patreon an unboxing video of the huh? new, uh, well not new, but the Mattel retro series eight. I finally was able to get now that I'm in the house and uh, I don't have a bunch of workers like walking around in the background wondering why I'm filming a, a 35 year old man is filming himself. Uh, uh, yeah. Toys. That's always, and you don't have drywall dust coming onto your computer <laughs> and onto yeah. your fakers. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I did that, I did that for the Patreon, and I picked up for my son, who for some reason is obsessed with anybody that has uh, face paint. Now <laughs> he uh, he wanted the Sting, uh, Wolfpack Sting. He seems to be obsessed with that. So uh, our good buddy Charlie here, who runs a shop locally in the uh, Baltimore area, has a little a little flea market on the weekends. He has like a little like you know five by five cubby that he sells figures out of, and uh, he's got basically anything you could want. Sold me a, a mint on card Sting Wolfpack ringside exclusive for twenty two bucks, and I'm actually wow. going to go back there this weekend. He's going to hold a defining moment Stone Cold Steve Austin for me with the uh, with the three belts. I've always wanted that one, so uh, awesome. He uh, he's a, he's a big we're a big fan of him. The Baltimore Lead Squad and I purchased quite a bit from him. Him he was supposedly going to shut down his shop at the beginning of the month. And uh, and then he bought like ten Mabels off of Ringside and a bunch of the Brood two packs and so uh, we're we're uh, we're still you know we we give him pretty good business so I don't think he's going anywhere for any t- anytime soon so I do want to give a shout out to good brother uh, Brandon Bentley from the Baltimore Lead Squad who set up a uh, all of us hanging out over the uh, over the weekend at Jimmy's Seafood and uh, watching Double or Nothing and uh, he's put me in touch with a uh, I don't know how he met this guy this gentleman by the name of dan 
who actually lives close to where I work, and he has an entire locker full of uh, mint-on-card wrestling figures from Mattel, Jax, all over. I think he's just selling all his stuff, and uh, he put me in touch with him. I'm going to meet up with him at some point and go through the locker and see if there's anything I want. So maybe once uh, once I get there, I'll, I'll, I'll turn the uh, the Twitter film on uh, Instagram stories or something and, and film it myself looking through everything. I don't, know, I don't know what he has or what I would even be looking for, but sometimes it's fun just to kind of go – you know, diving through bins of figs, looking for something cool, some old stuff. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. So haven't bought too much this week, but uh, I feel like there's there's more to come uh, mm-hmm. in the in the near future. So yeah, for sure. Um, in figure news, we do have some sad sad news. It's nothing that's like too surprising, but um, it's just official. It Hideo Itami's NXT Elite is officially like canceled um which is extremely unfortunate Hideo Tommy was amazing he definitely deserved to have um an action figure he just suffered the injury bug and just could never really could never really get ahead you know never really he never really had his moment in the sun and the crazy thing is is like you know he's supposed to be NXT series four got bumped out um and then got released and you know we thought we thought we were gonna get it in the next series well no uh we're definitely not getting it and you know I mean the it has like there's mint on card picks of this figure, so I mean, they were well into production. Yeah, they're going to be and out then, there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be like that super rare. You know, like you'll you'll find it popping up on popping up on eBay. But yeah, it's really really sad um, that that they have not freaking done that or that they that they canceled him so anyway just want to let you guys know if you still if you're holding your breath or you know if you're waiting for that hideo atami elite to come out mm, it's not gonna happen i think i think around like christmas time all the ollies in the in the, the country will get like uh you know 50 of those hideo tommy's mint on car because they're <laughs> definitely in a warehouse somewhere but yeah i was yeah that's my goal to try and find that but the uh that's not it's a pretty underwhelming set you got uh, what roderick roderick strong titus young titus o'neill and um who's the other person who we have for nxt five yeah let me see see that's why we need an intern How are yeah we doing we need, we need somebody to pull up the uh the old google the old google machine um Everyone's, no, no, everyone's my shit's scre- not working. Everyone's gonna is screaming into their uh, their computer right now. I know they're like, "You idiots! You Come idiots! Come on, don't you know?" Yeah, you're such a smart. Um. So yeah. Anyway, um, what is a figure like? Since we're oh, talking about, it's Andrade. About- I'm sorry, Andrade. Andrade, how did I forget my homie Andrade? God, he's got the the Miz uh, fedora on in the picture too. <laughs> Yeah, we're never gonna get that Philly Andrade, unfortunately. I don't think, um, which which we need. Um, so, who on the NXT roster do you think who who needs an elite that doesn't have one so far? Who who's deserving of of an elite? Uh, specifically NXT. Yeah, just NXT. Like if you could put somebody in the next NXT series that hasn't got an elite yet, who? Who do you think it would be? I, I definitely want to see Bianca Belair. I was thinking Bianca Belair too. That's very strange. I don't know why. I think she's just very action figurey. You know, yep, like I feel like she, she would. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I would say Adam Cole, boy. I know we're already getting one of those. Uh, so, and I know we already got a Johnny Gargano with the yeah. DIY outfit, but I'd love to see him with kind of like the his Johnny Champion the Iron Man like uh, 
threads type of thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. I don't know. It's a good, uh, good, good question. Matt Riddle was probably on yeah, the top of my Matt list. Riddle, yeah. Matt Riddle definitely, definitely deserves one. Um, I, I mean, they're not in NXT anymore, but we definitely needed uh, War Raiders. Freaking. Oh, yeah. Those guys. I mean, they're, they're just like meant to be NXT. But I mean, they were the NXT tag champs. So, I mean, even though they're not in NXT at the moment, I feel like they still qualify. So, I think we definitely need some War Raiders figs in our life. I love that. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Cool. Is that a question? That's a question for, uh, submitted by uh, Sheena Phelps of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know who, who she is, but she definitely sent it in to askchickfoley at gmail.com. I saw a uh, some more news right before we started recording that the Alexander Wolf Elite figure is is on sale now at ringsidecollectibles.com. Mm. Which uh, I, I'm not too... I mean, good for them. Good for Ringside. We love those guys. So it's good for them to get that figure. Um, it takes a little bit of the fun of the hunt out for me that... Uh, you know, I mean, I, everyone I know and all the guys locally, all the buddies here that I have, we all have found it. But, um, you know, it's it's if you're going to have something as a store exclusive and then you're going to make it available for sale on the Internet, I don't know, it just mm-hmm. kind of like cheapens the thrill of having that figure now. You know? Yeah, but, you know, whether if it makes money, it makes sense, you know, and that's that's the that's the operation. Like, that's the theory behind everything. Like, you know, they're going to do it. They're going to do what makes money if they have extra um, Alexander Wolfs that are not being scooped up out in stores. Because we don't know what's happening around the country regionally. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like we're always shocked to see, like, oh, my God, you have that you have that figure on pegs? Like, we don't know. Maybe in your region, Alexander Wolfs get scooped up. In my region, Alexander Wolfs get scooped up. But there could be, like, somewhere out in the freaking middle of the country where, like, he's just sitting there. And they're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, like, uh, you know? like Meat and Potatoes Indiana has, like, a whole shelf full of Harley Race mint on card, probably. Oh God, the thought of that. Oh my God. They're like Sherry's just like clogging up the, the pegs going in the clearance bin. Yeah. Oh my Meanwhile, God. They can't keep the top picks on, on the show. <laughs> oh yeah. People love these top picks. Yeah. Give me that AJ figure. Oh my God. So yeah, that was interesting news that came out today and people were kind of torn on, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool if they do go back and some of these other store exclusive that people can't find like the Pete Dunn and some of that stuff. If they, you know, if they're going to do one, I would assume going forward, they're going to yeah. start doing, you know, each of them. They get the Liv Morgan, but why have a store exclusive then if it's going to be, you know, at least do it on Target's website. I don't know. You're, you're, you're applying logic to an illogical situation, yes. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so yeah, that's the news so far. I'm, I've, I've had a serious itch of something I need to buy, but there's nothing, there's nothing new in store. Like they're just, I think we're caught in between a couple of different sets right now. I don't know what the, yeah. next, I don't know if the, those NXT elites are going to drop soon or, or what the next thing we're going to get. I really, I really actually like those SummerSlam basics. Have you seen those with the, with the Razor Ramon and the, the Bret Hart and the, uh, yeah. the Jeff Hardy from last year's SummerSlam with the purple paint. Those are pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, they are pretty freaking sick. Hopefully those hit pretty soon. I'm not usually a basic guy, but, uh, you know, give them to the There's nothing wrong with being basic. No, yeah, basic bitch. (laughs) All right, well, let's get into our uh, random merch of the week, and uh, I don't know how you found this one. It's a good find, though. Yeah, speaking of being basic, our random merch of the week, you know, um, the last couple weeks we've had some high-end, some high-end merch. We had the um, Bobby Heenan jacket that I absolutely love. I need to look and see if that's still available, BT Dubs, but um, that's going to set you back a, a 
pretty 6k but this week's random merch of the week will only set you back um a dollar 25 um and it is a wwe mug and it is a triple h mug i don't know why this caught my eye but because it, it's like definitely bootleg and it's definitely like like homegrown <laughs> like i don't know if somebody just like had pictures of triple h and they like sent them to walgreens and got one of those like commemorative like mugs made but it's got like four pictures of triple h on it they're like low qual, like low res like quality <laughs> um and it's like, it's like you i don't know for I, your mom for mother's day or something exactly know? exactly except for it's triple h um but it's like i said it's only a dollar 25 it says right now i guess it's in the uk that's why it's going to cost 20 dollars and 55 cents um to ship it here to the to the U.S., but for all of our U.K. listeners, it's only ninety nine cents uh, German British pounds. So you can get it for much cheaper than us, and I'm sure the shipping will be a lot cheaper too. But yeah, we'll post a picture of this mug because, like I said, um, it's not as flashy as some of our random merch of the week, but it definitely fits in the random category. It'd be cool if it played like his theme song every time he took a sip or something. At least. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'd definitely. Buy, buy that. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down for that. Can we talk about this new WWE Universe game that's now like consuming all my free time? Yeah, are, are your thumbs sore yet? Yeah, it's a pretty a pretty <laughs> addictive game. It's basically um, we've we've set up a little crew on here of all Chick Fil A listeners, and for some reason it only lets you have twenty people, so we filled up pretty quick. But hopefully, if we start up another another club we can invite some of the uh some of the listeners on there but uh it's it's a it's an interesting game i i don't remember I, I was just thinking about this the other day like man when you got a smartphone like two years ago three years ago like the coolest thing was like downloading apps and like using apps and now i'm like i don't know i don't use like more than like three apps in my daily life whatsoever yeah. but uh <laughs> it's, it's a pretty fun game you basically build a roster of people and you get you know coins to, to fight other people and you know it's one of those games where you can like watch little videos and get more coins and you can buy more, you know, just basically a, a way to get people to buy stuff, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's like for those days when you're at the DMV or if you're on the shitter or, you know, like it's the perfect game for that because it's not too super involved, you know, like it's literally, it's kind of like mindless um, and you can just play it you know, quickly, you don't have to let, it doesn't take a lot of time. So yeah, if you're, like I said, if you're just chilling in line somewhere, um, definitely don't play while driving. That's not safe. But yeah, if you're sitting, taking a crap or if you're watching Monday night raw and you just want to tune out, um, you can play. If you're in line, you say if you're in line at the shitter, what what do you got going on over there in Bowling Green? They only got one toilet in the, in the whole town. Uh, it's actually an outhouse, but I mean, (laughs) why are you judging? Oh no, I'm not judging. Hey, hey, whatever floats your boat. Uh, so yeah, check it out. It's just WWE universe on the app store. It's free. And then they'll make you pay a bunch of money because you'll get addicted to it. So the show, the show. How about our retro wrestling recommendation of the week? The first episode of Monday Nitro. Yeah, you know, I I thought this was appropriate because, you know, AEW made its, you know, its very first episode, if you will, or pay-per-view, if you will. Um, So I thought it was kind of akin to WCW Monday Nitro making its debut. And also, we kind of almost had like like a a little parallel, like kind of like when Lex Luger showed up and shocked everyone um, at, at Monday Nitro. It kind of made me think about how, like, you know, it was kind of like... 
with Dean just showing up and like shocking the WWE universe. Like, Oh my God. Like, like I'm, I'm looking at Dean Ambrose on AEW. Like what the hell? Somebody was saying that they, for the first episode of AEW, they should do Brian Pillman Jr. Versus Jushin Liger. That'd be a pretty cool. Little like uh, nod to the first episode of Nitro. Cause that was a, that was a banger match. I remember that. Yeah, the first episode of Nitro, it, it was it was super cool. Like, um, they did it at the um, oh my god, like the it's escaping Mall me now. Mall of America. Yeah. Mall of America. I always thought that oh was god. cool as shit. Like, I was like, man, when I was a kid, like that was like the dream to like oh, I want to go to that mall so bad. Oh my god, it's probably not even there anymore. Yeah, the mall, the Mall of America is still there. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I mean, yeah, yeah it's probably so big. It probably like. Probably gonna be the last mall in the world. I mean, I don't know. I don't have too many malls left around near me. Yeah. But. Have you ever? Um, Heel has been always. I don't know if it's on Reddit or where he pulls this up, um, or if it's on the Chive or what. But it's like dead malls. Have you ever seen that? Um, no. no. It's, it, oh my god, it's like so creepy, and especially like people like you and I that like grew up with with like malls being like part of our childhood. Like you would go like walk around the mall, you know, and like that's like it was like a lot of social aspect of our childhood that was kind of like tied into shopping malls and now to see like you know obviously with amazon and like all of the online shopping and stuff like that um malls are dying out left and right especially like in middle america and all those places and it is like the most eerie thing like oh, you see geez. like things yeah, like yeah right <laughs> yeah you see like these like hulls of old malls and like you know it's gonna like hit you in the nostalgia feel spot because like you like you can like smell that place. You know what I mean? Like you yep. can like you, like you just see it and you're like you're automatically your senses are like oh my god like I can popcorn. hear it I can it's smell a it popcorn smell yeah yeah or like a like an Annie's pretzel yeah. smell you know yeah. um, they all had like the big giant spot in the middle where kids would just run around for some oh like Annie's. the center court and yeah. Let me remind you, kids, like there was a time before we had like cell phones and like that's how you like met people. You'd be like, hey, at two o'clock, meet me at center court at the mall, you know, and if you didn't show up at two o'clock, well, your friend would just like leave, you know, like and you, you like yeah, you just you no way of contacting. Yeah, you just missed each other. Right. And that's how my mom would always be like, I remember my mom would be like, there was a big clock in the middle of our mall. And uh, my mom would be like, OK, you can go shop around, which is so crazy. Like, I can't believe my mom like let me run around a mall by myself as a kid. But I mean, hashtag life in the 90s um and she would be like just meet me back at the at the clock at such and such time and like that's how like me and my mom like reconnected here i am like you know a kid like 10 11 years old like running around the mall going to claire's <laughs> going back and like meeting my mom at a certain time at this at this clock which is really bizarre to think about especially as a mom now i'm like oh, i would never let my kid just like run around the mall and like you know i'd be like where's he at i'm tracking his ass you know, I miss malls because now like every shopping center has like a home goods that has like the same five stores over and over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like there's not any like little stores anymore. You know? Yeah. Little little mom and pop stores. That was one thing about Hawaii. There was lots of little like in inside the mall, like even like the big mall, like Ala Moana Center, which is like, you know, the biggest outdoor shopping center in the in the world. Not in the world, maybe in America. I can't remember if it's in the world or in America, but um, it like it had all these little like mom and pop places and you're like wow you know huh. like i can't believe like here you are you have fendi like you know versace and you know, <laughs> chanel and then you have like you know mom and pops electronics <laughs> <laughs> nice that's cool so yeah it, guys so if you haven't looked it up look up dead malls especially if you're a kid of like the 80s and 90s um it's gonna hit you right in the field spot and uh that's where the first episode of nitro was bridging it back here and uh yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a good car and i remember like when uh 
let Lex Luger shit up there. I was like, I don't care about this guy. What a piece of crap. I never liked him. In <laughs> dev- I never liked him. He was in WWF, and I don't care. Judas. I don't care if he's gone anyway. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was definitely shocking. Um, and I, like I said, I just love the feel of that. The feel of that, like you said, with the, with the mall atmosphere and stuff like that. So. Anyway, if you are looking for something to watch this weekend besides NXT TakeOver, definitely go back and watch that initial episode of WCW Monday Nitro. Uh, I meant to tell you this before the show, but our good buddy and Patreon subscriber Marco Denton is going to start writing an article for us on our Patreon page. He's going to go back and look at some old uh, pay-per-views and like do a recap of them. Uh, talk about the stage and you know what happened during the show and maybe tie some wrestling figures into it and and all that good stuff so uh look for that if you're a patreon subscriber so i actually put it out there on twitter to to get some people writing and doing some articles and uh some stuff so we'll have some extra content coming pretty soon but uh marco is joining the team awesome yeah and speaking of our good buddy marco denton he wrote us in a listener mail, and he said, Hello, my favorite people. First off, uh, again, congrats, Sheena, and second, Phil. The Chick-fil-A Twitter, hands down, is the greatest thing on God's green earth. Nothing comes close to it, and anybody that says different is lying to themselves. Holy smokes. Marco, you're too much. Uh, on to my question. I'm sure you guys will talk pretty extensively about this on the podcast, so forgive me if you went this route. Since this is the beginning stages of AEW, and they can only go up from here after their pay-per-view, I want to ask you both, with your combined years of pro wrestling knowledge, what steps should AEW take in order to be a successful, direct, alternative competitor to WWE? Yeah, thanks, Marco, as always, for writing in. And we did kind of touch on this, so, you know, as you've been listening, you, you already know kind of our take, but you know, kind of like what we talked about, they need to stay in their lane. They need to just stop the petty crap between them and WWE. I think, I think it would just do them a huge service just to like really focus on their product. Um, and just focus on giving us like a killer weekly show that like is enjoyable. It's easily digestible. Um, it's not like five hours long, like what I feel like we watch now. Um, you know, what do you think, Phil? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that's what we kind of, all the things we talked about in that Patreon episode of what, what the WWE needs to do right is what AEW kind of needs to model after. Keep mm-hmm. it an hour, two-hour show and focus on the wrestling. I mean, you, you got out your shots on WWE already. For, uh, mm-hmm. that's, right. do, that's done with. Uh, I'll give you a pass for those. Uh, I, I hope they just let that kind of simmer and just do their own thing, put on some great matches. People will watch. I mean, people are already interested. I mm-hmm. think you're, you're once you're on TNT, all bets are off. You're going to have a huge audience. Uh, you're going to have much more eyeballs. And as long as you keep on putting good matches on, and you, you don't, you're not insulting the fans with some of the stuff that we see on Raw from time to time. I think you'll be good. Yeah, and you need to get a killer toy license. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah, if you ain't got no action figures, you are never going to be a direct competitor with WWE. You feel me? Yep. Do you, yeah. To go back to the double nothing thing, do you think they kind of shit on Omega by making him lose the match and then kind of get taken out by Moxley and kind of make him, you know, put the focus more on Moxley? Or do you think, because, I mean, that was the thing I was most excited about was seeing Kenny Omega yeah. wrestle in the U.S. And he was, you know, it was five seconds after the match ended where, you know, now Moxley is the thing that they're worried about. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, again, I was I've seen Kenny Omega wrestle before, and this was not his best match. And I think for for storyline purposes, you know, trying to build something between you know Moxley and Kenny Omega, they in the process they kind of degraded Kenny Omega just a little bit because he already got his butt kicked and he got you know taken out by Jericho with his you know Judas effect bullcrap stumbling drunken elbow, um, and then continued to get his ass whooped by John Moxley, you know, with really no defense. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have any like uh he or he didn't have any offense at all. You know, he was basically just like down and out. Um which I didn't think made him look very good, but I mean, if you're watching AEW, like you know, Kenny Omega is like like I said arguably the best wrestler in the world. So, I think, you know, obviously he gets a pass, but I don't like the way that AEW did that. Like kind of just like was like, "Okay, well we're just going to crap on him to get Moxley over." I have a good question from our buddy Greg Angel. It's Greg Angel 3 on Twitter. He had a question of, if you had a time machine, you can go back and buy any figure off the pegs uh, that's now special to you or worth a lot of money or you, know, you missed out on, what would it be? And uh, I'll give you a second to think about it. The first thing okay. that came to my mind was, you know, there's I remember when these the, the Hasbro's were out and KB Toys were doing like a three for five three for ten or a three for five deal and you know you could get whoever you wanted and now these things are worth you know fifty sixty seventy eighty dollars and I could have had my whole collection completed and I just you know I don't know I would love to go back on those days when the you know there was toy stores in every mall and they were all filled with with Hasbro's and you could just get the pick of the litter. Yeah, you know, if I could go back and grab any figures off the shelf, I think I'd have to go with um, Heart Foundation LJNs. Like, I never had those. Um, I don't think, I'm pretty sure Heel Husband never had those either. Um, So I would have to choose those just because, like, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how those escaped Heel Husband's collection, first and foremost. Like, I'm going to have to ask him that story. Like, why did you never have the LJN Heart Foundation figures. Um, but I think that's what I would go back and get because they go for a pretty penny now on on eBay. Good call. Good call. You can uh, send us any questions in at askchickfoley at gmail.com. We'd love hearing from you guys. And uh, be sure to check out our page on prowrestlingtees.com. Uh, mm-hmm. We're getting several reports of numerous Chick Foley shirts at the, at, the, on, at, the, at the house on the Double or Nothing. You saw some? Um, no, but we had some, we had some listeners, um, tune in and some people on Instagram and uh, Twitter write in and say that they saw Chick Foley show shirts at double or nothing, what? like people, people wearing them at the show. I was like, Oh my God. Holy that's like, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw, I saw our buddy on Instagram. His name escapes me right now, but he was there with his daughter and, uh, he got a couple of pictures taken with some people. I think he had one with Bret Hart. Yes, he definitely did. So, um, Doc Doc Holiday two hundred nine. So Doc underscore Holiday underscore two hundred nine on Instagram. Oh, he yeah. went to yeah, he went to Starcast and he wore his Chick Fil A shirt while he was meeting the goat Bret Hart. I mean, among other people, like he sent us a ton of pictures of people that he met wearing our our shirt. So I thought that was like so 
freaking super cool. And um, like I said, we heard people wearing them at the show. So if you were at StarCast or you were at Double or Nothing and you wore the shirt and you have pictures, please send them to us. We will post them on Twitter. We will post them on the, oh, the Instagram yeah. the, the Instagram feed and give you a shout out because that was like so super major for you guys to like rep the Chick Foley show at such a such a historic event. Did you ever think you'd have your face on a t-shirt at like a wrestling event that people would be wearing no never i never even thought i would i I never the the thought of having a podcast period never even like entered my mind until you like slid into my dms and was like hey have you ever thought about doing a podcast (laughs) you know and i was like i mean actually maybe i don't know you know never done anything like this before and it's it's been super fun and i've loved it and i've just loved seeing our community grow and like just how freaking awesome like the the chick foley show fam is yeah i've met so many cool people from it already especially here locally so uh it's it's been pretty cool for me and uh you know we're just gonna keep continue to grow we've got a, a, a nice little following on instagram and twitter we love talking with people and if if you're looking yeah. for something if you have something you're trying to sell or you're looking for a figure that you've never been able to find we'll shoot you a retweet and I'm sure somebody out there has it, man. And, yeah, uh, and the... you have some you have some news. You I don't think you announced that you officially retired from your freaking Baltimore Ravens podcast, and you're going to be doing uh, the Chick Foley show is your is your full time podcasting gig now. Yeah, yeah, I came to the realization I have a good buddy who uh, does the website with me who's going to take it over, and it's so it's in good hands. And I, I'll probably jump on there every once in a while during the season, you know, after of course after we beat the Steelers or after we beat the Browns uh, twice a year, like we always do. Yeah, um, do a little cameo action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just my heart's not in it, man. I love I love doing this too much, and uh, my time as as a, uh, a dad and a, a, a seller of liquor is is limited in my free time. So I'd rather spend it talking about uh, wrestling figures than rest than football right now. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we you know yeah, you guys are stuck that. with me. Sorry. <laughs> Well, we like we're we're happy to be stuck with you, um, despite what anyone anyone says. We're happy to be stuck with you. Yeah, yeah. There's some people on Twitter that don't feel the same way, but uh, we won't we won't address those those assholes. But no. uh, we do want to give out. I've, we've been we've been trying to keep everyone abreast on uh, kind of some of the best people to follow on Twitter. So I sent out a list over the last couple of days. You can find that on our Twitter account and uh, follow them there. And every every Thursday, I try to send out a list of like 10 more people that you should follow because it's a great community. There's a ton of good people out there that you could be following and interacting with. And uh, we love those guys over at the uh, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. They're at, at Major WF Pod. I'm sure you're already following them if you're following us. But uh, And the guys from Doing the Favor, they are at Doing the Favor on Twitter, uh, a great show that comes out twice a week. So there's three g- really good wrestling podcasts you can listen to, and then you mix in the Jericho podcast and uh, JR's podcast, and there's you know you basically have your whole week filled just listening to wrestling podcasts all week. Yeah, and we have our buddies over at Fully Posable um, at Fully Posable WFE on Instagram. Um, and as always, guys, you know you can shoot us any thoughts uh, sh- on the show or questions at askchickfoley at gmail.com. Please, if you like the show, if you tune in and listen every week, I know, listen, before I started my own podcast, 
I never went and like listened, rated, subscribed, reviewed, did any of that stuff, even though the podcasters always told me to. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it one of these days and never did. But it really does help the show. It really helps us get heard by more people, um, gets us a little more exposure, and it literally takes like two seconds. So we really appreciate all you guys that take time to give us a little five-star ski and uh, write a quick review. Let us know what you think about the show. And uh, yeah, it means a lot. For sure. Uh, we touched on the Patreon page. We're doing a giveaway on our next episode, we're going to be giving away either a Alexander Wolf Elite, a Pete Dunn, or an Alistair Black. The uh, Patreon winner will get to pick which one uh, they get. It's the, uh, what's it, what do you call it, the Alicard Elite giveaway yeah. is what Marco yeah. called it. But uh, you can sign up for our Patreon for a dollar a month. You'll get a, uh, a shout-out here on the show. You'll get uh, Sheena's notes that she puts together. Uh, we, we put some pretty serious work into this show, and we love doing it. So if you're a listener of the show, you can get on and be a Patreon for a dollar a month. Uh, that's 25 cents a week. Uh, that's I don't know how many pennies a day, but uh, you know it's really not even the dollar that we care about. We want to see how many people are listening and really want to support our show because all the money that we get goes right back into buying figures and T-shirts and giveaways and stuff like that for people. So check it out, Patreon.com/slash/ChickFullyShow. We will be back here next week. Um, the drywall is going up in the basement uh, tomorrow, I think, Sheena. So I should be back in there. Uh, hopefully pretty soon. I don't have to drive all the way to the in-laws' house to record the podcast, so that'll be nice. But uh, we're going to recap TakeOver. We'll preview preview the sh- the Saudi show showdown. Da- down under show. <laughs> and um, hopefully we'll have some more figure news. Hopefully I'll have a lot of stuff I've bought and uh, I'm, I'm hiding from my wife. So that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome same same i hope we have some new uh some new figures here well actually i don't know because then we have to carry them well you have to drive them all the way to virginia but small price to pay right yeah yeah they'll fit in the trunk and whatever who cares of course uh so and also our buddy my damn toys was supposed to be on the show with us and he was a, a huge fan of the aew pay-per-view so he me and him were gonna have a good back and forth but uh he was not able to it's his wedding anniversary so happy uh, anniversary happy anniversary and uh he he has a video on his uh on his youtube uh just just search my damn toys and he goes through his entire fig room and my four-year-old son is uh currently obsessed with watching it over and over and over again because it's insane yeah it's 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 totally absolutely insane he's got like 15 kevin owens and 30 seth rollins and 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 the display the way he displays them like they're all like sideways and like lined up it's like very visually pleasing yes they're like Um, they're all like holding each other in a prom picture yeah yeah it's like it's like so aesthetically pleasing like you just almost like like i'm so tempted to like go and like push one like a domino and just see what just (laughs) just see what happens like that's what it makes me want to do um but yeah it's beautiful so definitely check out our homie um at at my damn toys over on youtube all right so for sheena phelps this is phil gentile the hot take kid we will talk to you guys next week stay classy marks and uh we will see you soon